Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, Tox picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities given despite the fact. The many misjudge because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself, but a picture connects. Never ask for someone's help. They load up two tight ends on the right side. Both Henry and Jeremy Sprinkle are there. I formation. Volsky lines up at fullback again. Collins the tailback. Same play. Alex at the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas. Collins goes over from a yard out. Tied 7-7. 3-0-6 to play in the opening quarter. From where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Henry and Sprinkle are on the right side. Now Sprinkle's in motion as the H-back. Collins gets it on a delay. Left side. Jukes a man at the 5 at the goal line. Touchdown, Arkansas. Alex Collins from 7 yards out. And 18 seconds into the second half, the Razorbacks are in the end zone. Switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever pays. Now I see you in a better place. Collins is the tailback, they'll give it to him. Alex across the 40 to the 45 at the 50. Collins at the 40, to the 30, the sideline at the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas! Five touchdowns today for Alex Collins. 63 yards to the house, 18 seconds. Remaining in the third quarter, it is a 56 to 21 Razorback lead. Fourth down at 25. Razorbacks at the 40 in overtime. Ole Miss going to rush three, drop eight. Allen gets the snap. He's going to fire to the sideline, complete to Henry, but Hunter well shy of the first down. He's going to lateral it back. Ball's on the ground, picked up by Collins. Alex has got Rue at the 30, 25, 20. Collins at the 15, cuts back at the 10. This game's still alive, and the Hogs have a first down. Hunter Henry lateraled it back over his head, Keith, and we're still playing football. I was thinking the same thing as him, you know what I'm saying? After he pitched it back, you know, I'm thinking, you know, we got to get get going here. And um, when I picked up the ball and I ran to the other side, you know, I didn't know where I was at on the field. I didn't know if I had the first or not. I didn't know what was going on, so I tried to pitch it back too, yeah. And thinking that, because I didn't know where I was at on the field, I would feel bad, you know, Hunter did an outstanding lateral and then needed just to go down and not get me a lateral off, you know, I would feel real bad, so I tried to get one going too. Hold every memory as you go And every road you gets the snap. They fake a jet sweep. Give it to Collins straight ahead. He's got room to the 40. Collins to midfield. The 40. The 30. Collins at the 20. To the 10. To the 5. To the pylon. Touchdown Arkansas. Alex Collins 80 yards and the Hawks are up by two scores. Alright, welcome in on a Tuesday, Justin Acre, Westmore, and Christian Weaver, and I wish we were starting under better circumstances. Once again, the Razorback family has been rocked by a 
Unexpected early loss, and Alex Collins, one of the truly all-time greats, and I don't know if we appreciated how great he was until we started going back and looking through some of the things he accomplished in his career, uh, passing away at the age of 28, tragically, in a motorcycle accident down in Florida, and it's it's almost impossible to believe it has been such a bizarre offseason, and another, you know, another Razorback taken way too soon is really, really sad, and um, just any young person that, you know, that obviously has taken that early, but uh, you know Alex is going to be a guy that is going to be remembered for a long time for some pretty incredible. Game. I didn't realize he had a five touchdown game. I don't remember mm. a lot of the things that he accomplished, but you go back and look through the numbers, and and I think everybody remembers the smile and the positive attitude. Obviously, it was a bizarre start to his Razorback career. Barely made it to campus. Uh, some odd, you know, circumstances with his mother and signing day and the whole thing. But um, anyway, it's uh, it's almost impossible to believe that something like this has happened again. It has been just an, an awful offseason, really, for the, the program and, and a lot of the greats. That 2015 season was very special. Ten 100-yard rushing games. You know, in a 13-game season, uh, the second, uh, I guess the third most yards in a single season, only behind Darren McFadden's two seasons, uh, to be up there at the all-time leading rusher uh, list with Darren McFadden, he he had a great career. Only three running backs in the SEC have had three straight 1,000-yard rushing seasons, like Alex Collins did in 13, 14, and 15. And Darren McFadden was one of the other ones. I think four, actually. Well, somebody has since. Kevin Falk got left out, I think, in that list when somebody initially reported it. So. I thought it was Kevin Falk. Darren McFadden and Felix are in uh, and Alex Collins. And Herschel Walker. Okay. Herschel was the one that was left off my list. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, that's not one you want to no. forget. <laughs> no. So, anyway. Um, yeah, obviously, wow. it's very elite company. Yes. And I just, I guess I, you know, you go back and look. I didn't realize he was second all-time leading rusher. I mean, I really appreciated him when he was there, and he was mm-hmm. just such a likable dude. But um, I didn't realize how significant his impact was. Well, I think Darren being from here. That gives him an edge. You yep. know, Felix, or Felix, uh, Alex Collins not being from here, being from Florida. And then they they had a two-headed monster with he and uh, Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams. Yep. And so now I know, you know, Darren had Felix and Peyton Hillis, uh, but it was kind of more of a one-two punch, mm-hmm. almost equal, whereas Darren, it seemed more like Darren, and then Felix was B, and Peyton was C. Um, but Alex Collins, that smile... The, he was so popular back at that time. I remember my girls were young. I mean, Brooklyn, this was 10 years ago uh, when he came to campus. And those first three years, uh, Alex Collins was kind of the guy, the smile. He had the hair, the smile. I mean, you know. He stuck out. Yeah, yeah he, he did, stood out. For sure. And, and my daughter, was that, that was her favorite player, was mm-hmm. Alex Collins. Yeah. You know, he was a little bitty kid and watching the Razorbacks. And she thought, the, you know, how cool he was. But that's how he was. That, that persona, people gravitated to him and the fans really liked him. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, obviously a very untimely end, a very early end to his life, and terribly sad. And you know, when you read the report, it's just a tragic, horrific way for someone to to die. It's just a, a, a terrible story, and all the way around, it's um, it's just hard to process. It really is. I mean, like I'm kind of, I feel emotional now, and I really didn't have a connection to the guy personally. But I mean, it's just, it just you hate to see this happen to anybody. And it sounds like, I mean, by all accounts, just a great guy. So, hate that uh, you know his career. He was trying to revive his career. Played for Memphis yeah. in the uh, summer USFL. I guess USFL. Was, yep, and uh, was still trying to hook up with the with the team. Anyway, it's uh, anyway. I don't know. It's just. I, I mean, sometimes you don't have words, and I. I mean, I've got a lot of words in this uh, in this brain of mine, but I don't, it's hard to really make sense of it all. It's just it's been. And again, when you when you tag that on to the mallet loss, the near miss with Peyton, you know, you have a recruit pass away. It's just That's it's true. it's been an awful awful off season, man. So um, anyway, obviously thoughts and prayers to all the people who are close to him and his family, and it just it's it's hard to believe. So anyway. Uh, I hate starting the show like that, but obviously that's the most that's the thing that's on our hearts and our minds. I think today, so you know, it's just uh, it's tough. Uh, we got some other obviously much less important things to talk about today that we'll get into. We will talk about what's going on in camp and tight ends in focus today, and that's uh, a position that we'll be watching. I think we're all hopeful that some of the tight ends are going to make significant contributions in Fayetteville this year, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. Um, and then there's more more coming out on the uh, story with Michael Orr and mm. the Tuies. Sean Tuie has spoken out publicly, 
and we'll see where that goes. And it's a tough situation. I just got an alert from TMZ. Twitter calling for Sandra Bullock to give her Academy Award back. Oh, that's stupid. Are you, Reggie Bush are, are you people back? that dumb? I mean, if anybody's calling for that, you're too stupid to live. I'm sorry. First of all, it's a movie. Yeah. And we all know that there are liberties taken with, with stories. This wasn't a documentary on his life. This was a movie based loosely on his life. And so, yeah, did they change some things up? Yeah, it's still a movie. It's a good movie. I mean, I enjoy the movie. Um, just because it's not exactly true. I think, didn't we know that going in? Did you take it as this was the exact truth? No, I mean, I never do. But it is it is a story that is purported to be largely based in fact, right? And I haven't heard anything to the contrary since the movie came out. I mean, Orr has been yeah. quiet about it, and he didn't like... Again, I mean, it's it's. I assumed he didn't like it because it's painful memories and maybe didn't like the way some of the people in his life were portrayed. Or maybe the way he was portrayed in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it, the thing about it is when you do these kinds of things, you open yourself up, you, it seems like, I'm sure at times, a good idea, but then once you see how they, they do take advantage or they do present mm-hmm. it, maybe it's not exactly the way you had envisioned it. So it can be a little bit concerning or upsetting. I had heard, like, 10-plus years ago that the whole... I never had this, and she's like a room. He's like, no, a bed. I'd heard that that was false, like a long well, time ago. Well, okay, again, that's you know, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a liberty, but again, and that's that's a touching little moment, but that's not the that's not the overriding theme or story. So the story is they took a kid off the street, gave him a home, and gave him a better life, and he benefited from that better life. It's pretty that simple. And if that's inaccurate, then tell me. Yeah. I'll be willing to listen to that. But if that's the basic gist of it, and you you can tell me that story in a 15-second blurb, it's still a great story, right? Right. Now, if they took advantage of him on the financial side of things when it comes to the movie rights, book rights, all that kind of thing, that's different. And But there was a straight-up, like, he said, he said, or he said, he said, she said, he said, he said. Anyway, there's a lot of... So somebody's lying. Somebody's not telling the truth. It will all come out in yeah. a legal proceeding. So somebody's going to have a lot of egg on their face when this is over. It's going to be a. Uh, it's either going to be a guy who didn't appreciate what these people did for him, or it's going to be people who took advantage of a kid who didn't know any better. Yep. And it sucks because it's a bad ending to a, what was a pretty heartwarming story. It's pretty simple. Did they was it an equal take, like the Tuies are saying, or no? Yeah. Exactly. Did they benefit a lot more than he did? Right. Uh, Pat Bradley's going to join us, courtesy of River City Flooring. Pat's. I will tell you this. I don't always agree with Pat, but Pat's got a pretty good sniffer on stuff like this. I'll be very curious to see what his take is on the ore thing. Uh, I used to call him like uh, in- Inspector Inspector Bradley. I mean, he he would he came up, he was the one that said he thought this is true. He was the first person that ever suggested to me that Rick Pitino got his strength and conditioning coach to get together with the lady that he hooked up with in the Italian restaurant to try to cover the deal up. Now. I was like, that sounds crazy. But look at history. It's, I mean, the guy's got a pretty good sniffer. I will give him that. The king of BS. He is good. And so he can sniff it out. I guess so. Game recognized game. Eli Craner will join us, courtesy of Jackalope Cycling, in the 11 o'clock hour today. We've got a couple of uh, good ones coming up in the final hour. Chris Alley's coming in today, so you guys will have to eat your sushi on Tuesday. I hope that's okay with you. He will be joining us, courtesy of our friends at Rock and Roll Sushi, because Thursday we're on the road, so we wanted to make sure we got a chance to see Chris and eat his food. So uh, we're going to talk about a movie that's coming out or is out with uh, Nicolas Cage that I have not seen yet. There's a couple of uh, Nicolas Cage movies out. There was the, there's the one where like he's a former hitman or something, and his he's retired and gets called Sounds back like in action. Wick. Yeah, but it looks <laughs> it looked cute, and I can't remember when it came That's out. That's when his daughter gets kidnapped. Yes, and, but yeah. oh, this I is not that one. This is not that. It's something else. Berkeley auditioned for that one. Came down to like one of the finalists. Really? Wasn't yeah. that Pig? Is that what no. you're talking? No, no, no. no, no. Pig, no, no. Pig was, was long the time one ago. right after Pig. Okay. This just came out like <clears throat> this year. Oh. Yeah, it's like a year old. Yeah, Pig came uh, we out like five years ago. We never did. Yeah, it wasn't five years ago, but it was like three. Yeah, it's been a minute. Is my point? Because I was still I was working here. He's done two or three movies since then. Is my oh, point? Oh, he's done a lot more than that. I mm-hmm. would yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been on a roll here recently. Yeah, and he's had a couple of and really then the good movies. The one that was about him. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one either. He's, okay. I bet he's had four out in the last. Year and a Three half. Three years. Two years, yeah. Okay, we got some catching up to do. Anyway, we'll find out what the movie is here. Chris actually put it out on, on Facebook, and I forgot to uh, 
take note of it. Anyway, and then in the 12 o'clock hour, Wes, we've got a guy who uh, started his career here in the state of Arkansas collegiately mm-hmm. at Arkansas State and then decided to, in you know very common fashion, finish somewhere else. He went to Notre Dame. We're talking about Blake Groupie, the kicker, who started out at Arkansas State, had a really good career going. We've had him on the show before. Mm-hmm. I remember us being at the State Fair Media Day, and he was on with us. Yeah. Because at that point, we were so dumb, we didn't even know if he was a punter or a kicker. I think somebody told us he was a punter, and I was like, so we could start going through, and then he starts talking about kicking. We're like, this dude's a kicker. So I don't know how that came, came to pass, but anyway, that was a failure on my end, at least, uh, if not all of our ends. But uh, he's gone on to have a really good career, 14-19 and 19 his last year at Notre Dame, then hit a game winner over the weekend for the Saints, which obviously I love. And then Kirk Merritt, another former Red Wolf who's on the roster as well as down there. He's on, I think, injured reserve at this point, but um, kind of cool story. And, I don't, know, I don't know what their situation is because Lutz, I think, is still on the roster. Yeah, Lutz is probably the guy, but Groupie's getting a chance to audition for other teams. Sure. Yeah. And maybe they'll say, hey, Lutz, you're too expensive. Mm-hmm. You're out. Groupie's well, in. It, uh, the way it works in the NFL, I mean, how many teams go through kickers during the season? A lot. I mean, the lot. Cowboys yeah. did it last year, mm-hmm. and they've got a rookie kicker right now, and he missed an extra point in the uh, preseason game. So. We no, need to ask Groupie about that because it is a much more challenging thing in, in the pros than it is in college. He was 49-49 mm-hmm. of 49 on PATs last year, or at least Notre Dame was. I think he kicked them all. I don't know. He was the only one that kicked a field goal last year for them. Kicking has to just be mental. Like It's like golf. 90% of it has to just be mental. I mean, physically, you can't tell me that the guys on the, you know, all the guys on the lower tours can't physically do mm-hmm. all the things the right. guy on the PGA Tour can. But the mental part, we talked to Zach Fisher about that a while back. I mean, yeah. there is a mental edge to that. And kicking's exactly the same. That's why you see so many kickers that are good golfers. There's a mental, you have to have a mental acuity and focus that a lot of us just don't have. And it's weird the fall-off that happens. Like Dan Bailey, one of the best kickers in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And then he just Could make can't it. kick anymore. Yeah. I mean, one of the best like celebrity golfers I've ever seen is Aldo Greco. Hmm. Another kicker. But there's a lot of those kickers that go on and become great I guess because they have a lot of downtime, too. That. You know, the mechanic side of things. Sure. I think how one could lead to another. Yep. And a routine. You know, you yep. know, they talk about routine for your golf swing, a pre-shot routine. Same thing for a kicker. Yeah, it's the... It, I mean, there's not very many things in football that are exactly the same all the time, but kicking, for the most part, other than, you know, conditions. But if you're kicking inside, I mean, it's generally the same thing as long as you get a good snap and hold. Yeah. Other than the distance changes. By the way, he didn't. He only missed one kick under 50 yards last year, or one kick under 40 yards. I'm sorry. Um, and so he's had he's had a pretty successful run here. I don't know what his numbers were like at Arkansas State, but I remember being a mm-hmm. really good kicker. No, he was. Yeah. So anyway, That's why we had him on the show. There you go. <laughs> we'll look forward to that and uh, having him on today. So if you want to get in and join us, 661-1037, you can hit us up on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 661-1037, Asher Record Life and Feedback. I don't know if we ever came up with a question of the day today. I think we're all kind of stumped, which is uh, we were all thinking about Alex, I think, this morning, and so we weren't really... Uh, yeah, I don't want to ask a question about Alex. No, I don't think we necessarily need to. Um, you know, maybe we could ask a tight end question because that's in focus today. Who do you think leads uh, Arkansas the tight ends? Yeah. I think the tight ends and, and catches or yards, yeah. Washington Gums has uh, backs. Backs are sure you put other. Yeah, because there's well, Bax was the starter. He's dinged mm-hmm. up right now, apparently. So ha- he's I think more has of a blocker, is, though. Yeah, and same with uh, the Sherman, Sherman kid from yeah. Louisville. He's more of a he has thirty. He has been, but he career. says he says he can catch it better than he's given, been given an opportunity well, to. He just needs a chance. He needs his handcuffs off. It's been a recurring. He had handcuffs thing. on at Louisville. Yeah, maybe so. He came over uh, Souders. He said he had a step ahead in terms of strength and conditioning because he had Souders last oh, summer at Louisville. That's true. Uh, Ty Washington's a guy that certainly figures in there, you think. Here's uh, Ty on offseason and his focus. Right now I've just been focusing on finishing catches, finishing blocks, putting people on the ground, and just being more physical and leading the way for other guys and being a better leader all around for transfers, freshmen, whoever here, just trying to be a leader since – Back's here right now, but back's going to be here next year, and I'm trying to be that guy for the guys when they're not here. Okay, I like that. Uh, obviously, a lot of moving parts when you look at the tight end room right now, and here's uh, Ty Washington on all the new additions. Just focus on myself because I don't, like, and all the people get caught up in who's coming in or whatever that. Just focus on yourself and most likely help the team better, to be honest. Like, if they coming in, you got to help them. Either way, it can't just be 
two tight ends on the field. We run a lot of 12 personnel, so we're going to rotate either way. So how I feel about it, they focus on themselves. If they need help, I got them or I'll help them or anyway. We just, it's a brotherhood. It don't really matter. Very good. Uh, we're going to hear from Ty later about the offense under Dan Enos and what's different in his opinion. So there you go. As we take the break, I want to congratulate Justin Jones, who is the employee of the month for Guadney Chevrolet. I had a chance to go out and visit with him yesterday uh, and met Jeff, who is the body shop manager. They do great work over there. Justin works in the body shop. He is a uh, Illinois native and has come down south. Grandpa told him about how great it was down here in Arkansas, and he agrees. Although the heat is still taking some adjustment time. I bet he loved this morning. And for all of us, no doubt. I was almost chilled. It was like 60, 68 or something, mm-hmm. I think, when I went outside this morning. Anyway, uh, go out and see our friends at Chevy. They have not one but two Corvettes on site, I can tell you that as well, which is very rare. One's a 21, and one's a little bit newer, I think, but they're both sharp. One's white and one's red. So if you're looking for a Corvette, they're hard to come by mm-hmm. in the uh, more recent years um, as far as the late model stuff. Uh, if you're looking for that, great. James also told us yesterday he's got over 100 vehicles coming in over the next 90 days. So if you're looking for uh, selection, certainly that is the spot right now. Now, when you drive along the front, I will tell you, they've pulled a lot of cars away from the side of the road, so the visibility may not be quite as good from the street or from the highway because they're doing all that construction along there. But I will tell you, new Chevys are flying out of Guatney right now, so if you're looking for an opportunity, get over there. And yesterday he told us they're doing this crazy thing with 9000 bucks off Silverados, which is nuts. Yeah. 23 Equinox, 2500 bucks off, and a 1.9% interest rate. And the 2023 High Country with over $6,000 off, 2023 Silverado RST as much as $9,000 off. Crazy. All kinds of great offers. They're even trading cell phones right now. They're doing everything they can. They've traded boats. James was talking yesterday. He's like, bring me a generator. They'll trade for just about anything. He said, if you got a plane you want to trade for, I've never traded for a plane. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So uh, they'll trade your phone for another phone. Actually, they won't. They'll trade your phone for a car. How about that? Uh, help it towards your down payment up to 500 bucks. Everyone gets approved, it says. This month, your trade-in phone is worth $500 towards your next ride, and everybody gets approved. I guess it doesn't matter what kind of phone or what kind of condition it's in, but you're going to get a nice new vehicle from Guatney. So go by and see our friends over there. They are making it easy, easy, easy. And if you need service, for sure that's the spot. And if you need some body work, man, they're cranking them out in the body shop, too. So kudos to the crew over there, too, at the uh, Guadney Body Shop. All makes and models they work on there. So if you need some work done, I can tell you that's uh, a great company, obviously, to be associated with, whether you're buying a vehicle or getting a vehicle fixed back up. 1028, we're back in a moment. You're in the zone. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Another sad piece of news for Arkansas football fans. Former Razorbacks running back Alex Collins passed away on Sunday night. He was involved in a motorcycle accident in Florida. Collins was one of the most prolific rushers in the history of Arkansas football. He's second all-time in career rushing yards with 3,703. He also holds the single-season record for most touchdowns by a Razorback with 20 that he set in 2015. He was the SEC Freshman of the Year back in 2013. He was also a second-team All-SEC selection in his junior season when he rushed for 1,577 yards and those 20 touchdowns. He played five years in the NFL for both the Seahawks and the Ravens where he totaled nearly 2,000 rushing yards and 18 touchdowns. Once again, Alex Collins has passed away at the age of 28. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. The folks with Splash Car Wash have a soft spot for teachers. Your impact shapes the future. Thank you for your service, care, and sacrifice. Teachers get free car washes all week long at Splash with Valid ID. Get your back-to-school shine. Visit cleancarfast.com for locations. Arkansas is sizzling, and Saracen's summer of sports cars continues to keep the heat on with an iconic Camaro convertible from Guatney Chevrolet. This is the last year for Chevy's classic Camaro, and Saracen Casino is the only place in Arkansas where you can qualify to win one just for playing your favorite games. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock, Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play and win. 
Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. This wasn't how Patrick pictured himself in retirement. Instead of playing golf every day, he could barely walk because of his severe knee pain. It hampered everything because it hurt to walk around the golf course. It hurt to swing, just pretty much hurt doing anything. But the groundbreaking regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics changed everything for Patrick. QC Kinetics uses your body's own healing properties to help repair and restore damaged tissue in your knees, hips, back, and shoulders. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. The turnaround's been amazing from where I was to where I am now. I'm gone from a 15 handicap down to a 7 handicap. That's because my knees allow me to play golf. Like, I haven't been able to play probably in 15 years. Don't let joint pain keep you from doing what you love. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. You're back in the zone. You know, we disagree on things from time to time, but one thing's for sure. I'm an Arkansas Razorback fan. <laughs> what do they say now? You're woo pigs. Now, let's root for those hogs and stay tuned yeah, to the man, zone. Man. She slammed that door. She broke my heart. That girl so got out of town fast. She bounced, so I bounced in here trying to bounce back. Ooh, I know I probably ought to throw a couple prayers up to the man upstairs. Ooh. Need some tires? Big O Tires will take care of you. Big O Tires, two locations, Cabot and Conway. Always great deals at Big O Tires. You can go to their website to see their monthly deal, bigotires.com slash deals. Great selection of tires. All the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. That's another really good tire. They also will work on your vehicle. Brakes, alignment. All kinds of things at Big O Tires. They do more than just tires. Mechanics are on hand to get you back out on the road running as smooth as ever. In Cabot, they're on Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. In Conway, it's Hark Rider. Go see our friends at Big O Tires. That is the team we trust. All right, we're talking about the Tui story. And again, I I, just, I hate that this feel-good is becoming a feel-bad. You know, I guess that's mm-hmm. my bottom line on mm-hmm. it. Sean Tui's firing back, calling BS on all the allegations. The 63-year-old says he's devastated to learn that Orr has accused him and his wife of exploiting him for fame and money. Here's my thing, too. This should never have come to this point, right? These two, these folks should have a relationship today, right? Like, these conversations could have been had privately. There should have been some transparency probably before now. So I'm assuming that the conversations weren't had. I'm assuming the relationship has not been maintained or nurtured in any way. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten to this point, right? Yeah. Although there are plenty of family members who sue each other. It's not like it's the first time it's ever happened. Tui told the Daily Memphian he never tricked Orr into getting into a conservatorship. And he didn't make millions off it either. He says the ordeal went down because the NCAA told him if Orr wanted to attend Ole Miss, he'd have to be considered as part of the family due to Tui's status as a booster. Um, he said, I sat Michael down and told him if you're planning to go to Ole Miss or even considering Ole Miss, we think you have to be a part of the family. This would do that legally. We contacted lawyers who told us we couldn't adopt over the age of 18. The only thing we could do is have a conservatorship. We were so concerned it was on the up and up that we made sure the biological mother came to court. Tui said, of course, uh, then he said he'd, of course, end the conservatorship if that's what Michael wants. We didn't make any money off the movie, he says. Well, Michael Lewis's The Blindside book gave us half of his share. Oh, the author of the book gave us half a share. Everybody in the family got an equal share, including Michael. It was about $14,000 each. Uh, he, by the way, he sold his fast food franchises for over $200 million. So if that's true, why are you taking the fourteen grand? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give the fourteen grand to the kids? Yeah, I don't understand that. Was that before or after, though? Well, he was, they were well off there before. Was, mm-hmm. yeah. He may have not sold them yet, but they were making plenty I, of money. I don't understand why he had to have a conservatorship or be adopted to get into Ole Miss. Why didn't he just get a scholarship off of his athletics? Be, he because there had to be. Otherwise, it looks like he was pushed into it by a family that was involved in as a booster. As a booster, okay. yeah. Gotcha. So from a 
And again, I, I think today you may not have to do that, right? I mean, the things have changed so much. Uh, it says, no question the allegations are insulting, but look, it's a crazy world you have to live in, and it's obviously upset everybody. Anyway, it's sad, man. I hate it. I really do. It's just, it just sucks. Today, he would have been signed to a NIL deal with the fast food franchises that he owns. <laughs> I had never seen this before, but somebody tweeted it out today, and I thought it would be fun to share it. Uh, this is this is an, a Saturday Night Live take on... It's actually the ESPYs. Oh, it's the, the ESPYs? ESPYs? Okay, I thought it was from SNL. Uh, the ESPYs doing a uh, take on this. Actually, it's kind of bold, I thought, because it's a sort of feel-good story, mm-hmm. and obviously there's a racial sort of piece to that whole thing, right? I mean... And Peyton Manning agreed to do sort of a spoof of it, which I thought was pretty funny. Anyway, it, the video's great. You should definitely look it up if you didn't see it, but I thought it was hilarious. And now that this whole story may not have a very happy ending, and maybe the Tuies weren't all in the up and up, at least that's the allegation, um, it's even funnier. So, anyway, here's the audio of it. She liked to collect. Hey. Football players. Do you have any place to stay tonight? Yes, I have a place to stay. Don't you dare lie to me. Lady, I'm not lying. I'm Peyton Manning. I have a couple of homes. Come on. Fine, but only because you're freaking me out. And now this quarterback. Oh, and Sean says all the pro athletes use futons if they can't find a bed big enough. But I got you something nicer. He's in a game of life and death. I've never had one before. What, a room to yourself? No, a crazy lady holding me against my will. Well, Starring Academy Award winner Sandra Bullock. Mike? Eli, this is serious. And four-time <laughs> NFL MVP Peyton Manning. The crazy lady is holding me prisoner in her house. Big Mike? She keeps calling me Big Mike. Stop <laughs> laughing. It's not funny. Was she crazy about football or just crazy? Another thing. We need to find out more about his past. He won't talk about it. He's like an onion. You have to peel him back a layer at a time. Not if you use a knife. <laughs> she wouldn't let anyone get in her way. Michael needs a B. What does he have to do to deserve that? First of all, his name's not Michael. He's very clearly NFL quarterback Peyton Manning. That would be him. And second of all, I can't give him a B because of how badly he's doing in class. Let me read you his essay about a tale of two cities. Help! Please help me. Call the police. I'm Peyton Manning, and I've been kidnapped by the lady from Speed. <laughs> We're sunk. We're sunk. No, you're sunk. Because, you see, I have contacted the authorities, and they are, oh, my God, you poisoned my father. <laughs> see the film Archie Manning called Terrifying. Tony Dungy says it's spine-tingling. And Bill Belichick raves. It's hilarious. We want to know if you would like to become part of this family. Bill Belichick calls it hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, it's uh, it's worth a watch if you if you have some time today, and if you don't, you should make some time. It's pretty good. That was good. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to believe in anymore. It just makes me sad. Uh, I hope that uh, that all gets you know dealt with amicably. Maybe there's a middle. Maybe there's a story somewhere in the middle. You know, maybe he's like, oh yeah, I did get fourteen grand, but I've made so much money since then, I forgot about it. Maybe that'll happen. Well, it seems the sticking point was not so much the book rights, but the movie. Tui says they did not get a dollar from it. The, from the movie. Well, they got half of the writers. Which, if the writer's take is only five times 14000 70000 that's crap. He well, got yeah, screwed. 140000 because he gave half. That's crap. It's still crap. Yes, it's when garbage. When you ask Eli about that. Yes, that's garbage. If you write a book and they want to do a movie on it, you're just getting one hundred Sure, Certainly you would think you would get some of the profits of the movie, too. Yes, as a yeah. book writer, if you negotiate the deal properly, yeah, yeah. Hmm, hmm. It doesn't seem right. No. What the movie make? And what's it making now? Yes, it's going to become more oh, popular, no doubt. Because there are people who, you know, a younger generation. I never, never even seen saw it. this movie. Yes. Let me see this BS story. Yeah. Might as well watch Cinderella while I'm at it. It's just as true. I don't think my girls have ever seen it. No. What? Yeah. That's a very inspiring. I think I saw it in theaters. When did that come out? It's been what? 2015 years. Came out before wow. Pig did. No that. Worldwide <laughs> it made 309 million. 
So 2009, we're talking 14 years ago. Yeah, there's a a large population that's never seen it. We'll be going back and watching it now. It's still a good film. Yeah. I don't care what you say. No, I'm, I would go back and watch it now. I don't care if it is true or not. I like the movie. It's a feel good. It is. It was. I'm. I'm really. It does. It just sucks. I mean, anyway, I can't believe it anymore. Um, you were talking about how much th- did it make? Three hundred nine million. Three hundred nine million, and you got a measly hundred and forty grand no. as the writer. That's garbage. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't buy it either. I like the story about how they got two and a half percent. That makes more sense. Anyway, what? Mm. Oh, you mentioned Bill Belichick a second ago. Yes. There is a uh, tweet out about. Uh, it's from NFL Rookie Watch. Demario Davis says he looks. Downright unguardable. Demario Davis, Demario Douglas, I should say, played at Liberty. Hugh Freeze. Thank you. That completely changed the story because all I'm thinking is Demario Davis, Demario Douglas, linebacker. Yes. Liberty wide receiver, torched Arkansas last year, seven catches, 145 yards, and one touchdown. He is tearing it up with the Patriots, getting first team reps as a rookie, and According to this tweet, he leads fall camp or the you know Patriots in catches during camp uh, with twenty three catches. Huh? And he looks to be a six round pick. That's an awesome story. Yeah, I heard Hunter is having a great camp too. It just shows you the what I mean. I remember watching him. I was at the Liberty game and that, they couldn't. I mean, he was just giving Arkansas fits. Mm-hmm. How does he drop to the sixth round? Liberty was a good team, top mm-hmm. twenty five team. Maybe he had the game of his life. Well, he was playing Arkansas. They weren't exactly a great pass defense. Or maybe they weren't as bad, and they just had a really good wide receiver. Well, That's wide receiver is one of those things you can get in any round in the draft. And Arkansas was at the it. bottom of the rankings in pass defense. Almost last, year. last yeah. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it. But it was because they, my theory is because they played all these great wide receivers. Oh, that's cool. See? That's a neat theory you have there. I think they made good wide receivers look great. Great, yes. Yes, well, that's why we used to joke all the time back in the day when, like, uh, Willie was the head uh, defensive coordinator. It was like, of course, the you're going to make a quarterback look like a Heisman Trophy contender every week. It didn't matter who it was, so... That's the way it goes. I heard John tell a story yesterday on his show that John Neighbors, yes, of our staff, yes, that uh, at halftime of the Texas A and M game when they trailed A and M, so you know the game that came back in the second half and won. You talking about this last year? No, when Petrino was there oh, and Willie Robinson, when uh, Tyler Wilson was a quarterback. Yes, yeah. crazy game, crazy game. Petrino went in at halftime and told Willie Robinson he was calling the defense the rest of the game and took over defensive play calling and held A and M to three points. Shut up. That's the story John Neighbors told yesterday. That doesn't make it true. I've never heard that. I haven't either. I need confirmation. That doesn't make it not true, but it doesn't make it true either. Where did he get that? I have no idea. Interesting. I think from Rudell Krim. Because they were talking about Rudell Krim, former Razorback, and mm-hmm. he had a class with Rudell. And, and the, leading into it, he was talking about Rudell. One of his first practices, he broke up a pass. Petrino came yelling at him and said, we don't break up passes in practice here. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why the defense stunk. And it was all set up for the <laughs> offense to succeed in practice. That Petrino didn't care about the defense. And so everything they did was offensively. And when Rodell Crimp broke up a pass, he got chewed out for it. That doesn't make any sense either. That well, was why Petrino. would you not want it to be hard in practice so it would be easier in the game? Build confidence in the, uh, in the uh, quarterback and the receivers. Well, any quarterback who thinks he's going to complete every pass. <laughs> no. By the way, Petrino. I'm going to blow y'all's mind with a statistic today. I'm going to blow your mind. You're going to call me a damn liar when I tell you this stat later today. Okay. Prepare. I want to hear it now, though. No, 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 sir. No, 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 sir. You're going to have to wait. That's what we call... ATs. Speaking of, we're going to hear from one of the Arkansas tight ends about uh, how things look under Dan Enos. Do you know how many catches the Arkansas tight ends had last year? Yes, I do. Actually, I read the story in the paper this morning. Oh, Good job. I, I looked it up last night. Well, I guess I could have waited and read it in the newspaper. It was about 35 and 33. 26 of them were Trey Knox. That's... Yeah. So, not much production returning. That's Hud incredible. had a couple and uh, Bax had a couple. Yep. That was it. Yep. Uh, there is a former Razorback who's getting some love from an unlikely source. There's another tease. So we're going to hear about... You're a damn liar. No, no, no. This is not that oh, one. Not that. No, this is the real one. Uh, I got a story that I will share about a band that is a big fan. Well, a big... They're not a fan of, of, a, of an NFL quarterback. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, could be good news for an arc, former Razorback. And then also um, Ty Washington on the Dan Enos impact. 
Stay tuned. You're in the zone. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas' trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. The new lotto game from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is creating new traditions for our players, like Margaret from Conway. I always play 2004, 20, and 4. That's Mr. Biscuit's adoption year. When we win, I'm going to give him the life he always dreamed of. Isn't that right, Mr. Biscuit? Your numbers, your game. Play lotto every Wednesday and Saturday for your chance to match six and get rich. Only two bucks per play. Call or text 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the Butcher Shop Steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. On February 13, 1920, in Kansas City's Paseo YMCA, Andrew Rube Foster and seven other owners of black baseball teams across the Midwest founded the Negro National League. We are the ship, all else the sea. A quote borrowed from abolitionist Frederick Douglass was adopted as the league's slogan, and Foster served as its first president. A dizzying number of brilliant players would star for the next 30 years. A new documentary by acclaimed director Sam Pollard titled The League shines a deserved spotlight on these legendary Americans. Check it out. When you walk into Doublebees, you will be greeted with a warm welcome to Doublebees. Then you can grab a delicious corn dog and you'll think you're at the ballpark itself. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. You're back in the zone with Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore, Central Arkansas' only midday sports talk show. People dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Welcome back in the zone. You haven't heard this? No. Whatever, I don't know where Whitewater is. If she played there, I'd be there. You think? Those tickets would be a million dollars a piece. Oh my God. It's a smaller venue. So this morning, I was just telling Wes, Christian, in the break. Sorry, Wes, is this okay? Yeah. You don't care? No. Uh,. My my buddies and I found out that Ray Wiley Hubbard was coming to Whitewater, and they put tickets on the sale this morning, and they sold out in seven minutes. Wow, that's fast. That is fast. Okay. Not as fast as Taylor, though. Probably. And so then Wes said, what's Whitewater? And I said, it's an iconic music venue, and he goes, here? I'm like, yeah, here, Wes. So my my goal is to get Wes out of his house, and I realize that you work two jobs, and you have two girls, but now that you only got to chase around one kid one, with yeah. one at college, maybe you got some time to come whitewater with me. Well, maybe in four years. That's what... You put on your headset and you didn't hear me. You, Give me four years and I'll start going out You don't have you. to wait until... Well, you can go out and see a show or two. I mean, come on. Rodney Block's playing there Friday night. You go over and see him. He's he should, great. I was proud I knew who he was. 
I've talked about Ray Wiley enough on here. I would hope you do by now. Snake, Snake Farm is one of the greatest love stories ever written mm. by any American musical composer. You can't argue. I'm, I'm no, not, I'm not, yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> Odd moment. Uh, back to football for a moment. Let's get back to it. Uh, Christian, if that's not in the system, we definitely need that in there. Snake Farm is Snake one of Farm? my favorites. I think it is. Yeah, I think so. It's oh, nice. we've played that on the air before. Have we? Yes. I don't think no so. Doubt. I don't remember. No, that. yeah. I don't know. That we you have. played it for us. I don't think so. You just don't want to hear it. It's okay. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Uh, Tyrus Washington, tight end, Arkansas, talking about Dan Enos versus Coach Bryles. And again, no shade. I liked. I like Coach Bryles. Uh, but I am happy that Danny Nuss is back. A lot of good things happened when he was here before. Oh, a lot of more details. I think details are very, like, big in the game. Like, I know our last offense, they'll tell you, like, go get that guy. But, like, this one, they'll tell you how to get to that guy, how to combo to that guy, or, like, help your tackle and get to that guy. It's just a lot of more small details that he knows about the game that help, like, makes it easier and helps the offense better and helps everyone else better. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so detail, detail. That's what we talked about. That's what we heard about before, too, is footwork-wise. I mean, that's one thing Coach Kelly talked about. I mean, we, he's expecting to see some improvements with K.J. because of Danny Nose's influence, and maybe the offense will run a little bit more efficiently as well. Not that Bryles didn't have some great moments, because certainly the offense was productive. It may not have been exactly what you wanted, and there were a couple of key moments where we were ready to punch him in the ear, but nevertheless. Yeah, he was talking about uh, Enos's impact and also – the new tight ends coach mm. oh. impact as well. Gotcha. In terms of details, yeah. Morgan, so both of them. Morgan Turner. Morgan Turner. Not to be confused with Morgan Wallen. Yeah. You know, uh, Bryles' offense, just uh, good, very good offense. Look, they, they put up a lot of yards, a lot of points. And we all have our uh, complaints about some of his play calls. And, and then inside the 20-yard line, uh, it wasn't like they were physical enough in the red zone at times to be able to punch the ball in. So I don't know if that's a product of the offense or the product of an offensive line that wasn't um, strong enough to get, to, to get those tough yards. Uh, but you go back to Enos's offense, I mean, look, we've been talking about Alex Collins. That 2015 year that Alex Collins had was very special, and, and the offense that year was great. Well, that was Enos, I believe, his first year at Arkansas and Pittman's third and final year at Arkansas. So those two together in 2015, it was a heck of an offense. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun to watch. That was a, that was a good year. Uh, and to bring it all back around to the tight ends, I mean, we know how valuable the tight ends were under Enos. Henry Sprinkle, yeah. A couple of NFL players. Enos's offense feels more methodical to me. Mm-hmm. NFL style. Yeah, it's post-style. Art and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, we were talking about a former Enos protege yesterday who was still hanging around the league. Brandon B.A.? Allen. Brandon yeah. Allen. That is correct. Uh, the American Rock Band. That's the way the story reads. The American, American rock, rock Band. The American Rock Band Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Smash Mouth is evidently not a big believer in Trey Lance. The group uh, posted on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, <laughs> the Niners had a very solid group of quarterbacks. Number one, Purdy. Number two, Darnold. Number three, Allen. Very solid QB crew. That was the post. <laughs> So apparently they are not a big fan of uh, Trey Lance, which is fair. Probably has not been particularly effective in his limited opportunities. But you got to love some Brock Purdy. I hope he comes back and is healthy and plays well this year. ESPN is reporting Brock Purdy has been clear to uh, begin practicing three days in a row without his scheduled breaks for his arm. So that just came out this morning. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You can't root for that. You're a Cowboys fan. You have to hate the Niners. Well, it depends if I put some money on them. Okay, let's let's say this. All right, regardless of how good they are or not good they are, what what are the like top couple teams you dislike the most in the NFL as a Cowboys? Eagles. All right. Um, you like the entire NFC East. Yeah, I was, then I was about to say the Commanders. I probably dislike the Commanders more than the Giants. I'm not sure why. Giants are my last two. It's Eagles. I actually dislike the Eagles more than I dislike the Cowboys. Because, I mean, both the fans are kind of obnoxious, but the Eagles are rude. Rude. Mean. Rude. Yes. Rude. So, uh... And then Dallas? Eagles, then Dallas, yeah. Okay. And what's the... How about a non-division team? What's your number mm. one team in your... Not in your division that you dislike, related to your team? You've got to be Niners, right? No, not really. Steelers? They don't play them often enough. Well, they did in the Super Bowl. It didn't go so well a lot of times. Maybe the Packers? 
Okay. Yeah. yeah you, that, so I still have a bad taste in my mouth. It for wasn't that. the Packers' fault. That's the officials' fault. No, oh, no. I'm talking about the playoff game where Cow- the Cowboys drive down and take the lead, and it looks like they're moving on to the NFC Championship game. That was the year the Super Bowl was in Houston, and I was going to that Super Bowl, and I thought, how awesome would it be that the Cowboys are in that Super Bowl? They And I'm at the game. They drive down, take the lead, and I'm like, yes, one more win away. And freaking Aaron Rodgers finds a tight end unbelievable catch on the sideline somehow gets two feet down and then the kicker kicks a ball that it broke three times it broke left broke right broke back left and sneaks inside the goal post that happens all the time i thought you were talking about the des catch yeah you get a lot of reason to be bitter against the, the packers yeah. but that wasn't their... that was up there at lambo mm-hmm. i had some buddies at that game that that was yeah so yeah i'd probably say the packers but That's now fair. they're almost i don't want to say irrelevant but they're not like they were maybe maybe not we'll see yeah a big question with them with love as a quarterback how about you? I'd probably have to go Steelers. Okay. I just... Steelers. What about Baltimore, since it's, you know, kind of a neighboring... You no. Know? I don't really have a third one. Who has Washington lost to in the Super Bowl? Uh, Miami, right? I only remember them winning games. That sounds right, though, as a kid. Yeah. Who was, who was the quarterback of Miami? Strzok? I don't remember. It was the undefeated season, right? 72, they played the Redskins? I think so. Hmm. Obviously, that was before my time. I don't remember. I know Zonka was on the team. Okay. That, that was old school then. Uh, I remember, didn't Washington beat Miami in a... In a who, was, who did... Uh, who was the... Or were they playing the Broncos? When Doug... Uh, what's his face? Was Doug the, Williams? Doug Williams was the quarterback. Yeah, who, that was the Broncos. Okay. Won 42-7, to seven, I think. What was the game where the, the Bills. Broncos went up 10-zip and then the, then the Redskins just beat the hell out of them after that? That, that was, was that it? the Super Bowl. 42 so 10. 10. It was 10-zip after the first quarter. And then, yeah. They beat them to death after that. And then I think they did beat Miami in the first Super Bowl. That's what I thought. Okay, I thought they, there was a matchup there that they won. Okay. No, Miami Dolphins beat the Cowboys in 72. Okay. I don't know if we've ever lost the Super Bowl. Now that I'm I was just thinking about that, too. I'm like, I can't remember them Maybe losing. 3-0. Yeah. I'll look it up. Gee, Wes, you didn't really offer up that 72 loss, did you? No, that was I was a baby. Yeah. But, I mean, you know Cowboys history. Mm-hmm. Didn't, just didn't ring a bell that they lost to the undefeated never Dolphins lost. team. Never lost in the Super Bowl. 3-0? 4-0? 3-0. 3-0. Okay, good to know. All before my time, of course. That's the reason I don't have anybody to hate outside of the NFC East. We suck every year. Well, there are probably other NFC teams that have kept you out of the Super Bowl Besides your own division teams? Not when I have been watching since okay. we've never been relevant except for twice in my lifetime. That's fair. All right. We have an hour in the books. We're going to hear more about uh, tight end play. Oh, the Raiders trounced the Redskins, Kev says. What year was Maybe that? Maybe this is just showing the, the wins. Raiders, Redskins. Plunk it. we'll look that up anyway thanks kev we'll take a time out uh red white report coming up pat bradley as well after the break we'll see what pat's thoughts are on this whole uh or v2e thing Mm. we'll let judge pat sort it out Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander is your metal roofing superstore. 40-year warranty colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Gavaloom runs $249 a foot. A variety of seconds and overruns are currently available at $1.95 a foot. Come buy Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander right next to the I-30 Speedway. 